0: Hello and welcome into the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU podcast. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we will preview the upcoming road SEC series as the LSU baseball team travels to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. That is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. We'll also take an in-depth look at Arkansas key players to know for the weekend, what are the three keys to winning the series for for LSU, as always, the get right, stay right list for the weekend, and then finally, my series prediction. So, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening in on audio for the first time, the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU Pod is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other audio platforms. If you're viewing this on the 60 Feet 6 inch LSU Pod YouTube channel, please make sure and subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button, leave comments, and hit that notification bell as well. On Twitter, you can follow me at 60FT6INLSUPOD. Make sure to follow the Twitter account, set your notifications and interact, leave comments as well. I want to thank everybody for all the support. I try to follow back as much as possible and give shout outs as well. So thank you to everyone for the likes, comments and retweets. It is very much appreciated. So let's get into it. LSU travels to Fayetteville to face Arkansas, the number four ranked team in the country. LSU coming in somewhere around 12 to 15. We'll call it 12 for this pod right now. So I'm calling this weekend separation weekend. I couldn't come up with anything else clever. If it was all on Saturday, I'd call it separation Saturday, but I couldn't. So separation weekend throughout the SEC, and this is why. You have a ton of really good series throughout the conference besides LSU at Arkansas. You have AM traveling to number 10, Georgia. You have Auburn, which is ranked 14th, traveling to Mississippi State, who's hurting after LSU sweep last weekend. You have Bama, which is now ranked 24th, traveling to the number one team in the country, Tennessee. And then finally, you have Florida visiting Vanderbilt. Florida's ranked 17th with Vandy coming in at 11. So a chance for some teams to really separate themselves, some teams that are riding high right now, possibly get some losses. And depending on how LSU fares this weekend, really a chance to set themselves up for success throughout the rest of the season. So, LSU comes into this matchup 23-9 on the season. They are 7-5 in conference, which is tied for second in the SEC West. They are coming off a series sweep at Mississippi State last weekend, and their midweek game versus Lamar was postponed on Tuesday due to bad weather. Number four-ranked Arkansas is 25-7 and seven. on the year. They are 8-4, leading the SEC West. They're coming off a series loss at Florida on the road last weekend, and they did sweep a doubleheader at home from University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. So they played two seven-inning games on Tuesday. And in those games, they, uh, probably no surprise to a lot of people, they gave up four hits in both of those games combined. So they only gave up one hit in the first game, which is, I mean, the competition's not great, but anytime you can only give up one hit in college baseball, even through seven innings, it's still very impressive. So if anybody just to give people what Arkansas has done this year in the SEC, they swept Kentucky in Fayetteville this year. They took two out of three from Missouri at home and Mizzou travels to LSU next weekend. They took two out of three from Mississippi State in Fayetteville. And then last weekend they went on the road at Florida and only took one. So if you want to look at common opponents in the SEC, LSU and Arkansas both played Mississippi State and Florida. LSU had both those series on the road and took five out of six from both of those teams, while Arkansas played one at home and one on the road and only took three out of six. So read into that what you want, but that is their common opponents from the SEC this year. As always, we'll go over a little bit of series notes, a little bit of history between these two teams. Now, while Arkansas has won the last two series over LSU, LSU has absolutely dominated the series, and this was a surprise to me. And Arkansas fans are always talking crap on Twitter to LSU fans. So next time you see a little piggy on there talking mess, you can always throw this back in their face. LSU holds a 23-4 to series advantage, and that's from 92 to 2019. So if you want to include the last years, we can do easy math down here. That is and 23-6 in those series since 1992. I would call that domination, so they can take that. Last weekend, Arkansas saw its 13 series winning streak snapped, which is pretty damn impressive. So they haven't lost a series since 2019, but they still have their 10 game home series winning streak intact, which LSU hopes to put into that this weekend. LSU does have a six series SEC road winning streak on the line. So as everybody knows, they played great at Florida, won the series. They swept Mississippi State on the road last weekend, so they hit the road again, hoping to find the same amount of success in Fayetteville. As we all know, hopefully everybody's had a chance to see that facility on TV. It is an amazing facility up in Fayetteville at Baum Walker Stadium. Um, Chairbacks everywhere. They have suites all the way down to the left and right field foul poles. They have a berm out in left field. So that place will be absolutely jumping. They support their team very well. So I'm sure there'll be 12,000 out there on Thursday night, maybe more on Friday night. And Saturday, uh, I'm sure it'll be another packed house. So hopefully LSU can go in with another raucous crowd another their hostile environment and do what they need to do and continue to play well. So as most of you know, they have a ton of money actually up in Northwest Arkansas with Walmart, Tyson Chicken, and um, I'm sure there's somebody else, but that alone should do it. Oh, Jerry Jones. There we go. Cowboys guy. So, not hurting for cash in Fayetteville. I do want to give a shout out to my boy, uh, Stephen Miller. Uh, he sent me a lot of stuff. We DM him on Twitter a lot. He sent this stat to me earlier. I told him I put him in the pod. So, this is courtesy of Stephen Miller. He is at DSPORTS24. That is at DSports24. He's just a great LSU fan, puts out a ton of stuff, listens to a lot of people, and uh, follow him on Twitter because he's constantly tweeting out great stuff. But he sent this to me, so credit goes to him. LSU is currently 29th in the RPI. Arkansas is 37th. LSU has a strength of schedule of 38. Arkansas strength of schedule of 110. And LSU is 6 and 8 in terms of quad 1 record, while Arkansas is 4 and 4. So very interesting. I did not know that. So I appreciate Stephen Miller for hooking me up with that stat. So as we always do on the previews, do a little bit of a stat comparison between the teams. In terms of hitting, look, LSU can absolutely rake, and they're continuing to dominate the conference in all hitting categories. Um, basically sitting at second behind Tennessee, just as they were last weekend. So looking at all games, not just conference games, all games, LSU is second in the conference in hitting, hitting at 303, while Arkansas is 11th hitting at a 281 clip. Pitching all games, LSU is third in terms of team ERA at 3.43, while Arkansas is fourth at 3.78. Opponents' batting average, LSU and Arkansas are third and fourth, respectively. Arkansas does lead the conference in saves, though, at 10, and we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about their pitchers. Um, Neither team gives up a ton of earned runs. This should be music to all LSU fans' ears. Arkansas does lead the conference in hit batters, and we know how much LSU likes to get plunked, so I'm sure we will may see a fair majority of that this weekend, and we'll see if LSU can make something out of it, though. I I found that interesting. LSU continues to be last in the conference in defense, while Arkansas leads the conference in defense. They have also turned the most double plays in the conference as well, I believe, so another tough defensive team that LSU will face this weekend. Um, all major hitting categories, LSU continues to remain in the top two, while Arkansas is in the middle of the pack, except when it comes to home runs. Uh, LSU is fourth. Arkansas is sixth. LSU has 56 home runs. Excuse me. 40, yeah, can't talk. 57 home runs on the year. Arkansas has 46. And this surprised me. LSU is actually fourth in the conference with runners in scoring position. Their batting average as a team is 324 with runners in scoring position. So a little bit surprising to me. This will, this will be an interesting stat. Now, this may be the stat of the day. So you can tell your friends this. Tell them at the cooler, the tailgate, the youth tourney. Say, I heard this. And this will be important on Friday. LSU is last in the conference in hitting when facing left-handed pitching. They are only hitting 224. And Arkansas's Friday starter is left-handed. He's a freshman, but he's still left-handed. So as a reminder, the series is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But... LSU is 20 and 2 when leading after six innings. So as much maligned as that bullpen was earlier in the year, they're better than I thought they were. We know they're playing, they're throwing the ball really well right now, but they're LSU is 20 and 2 when leading after six. So that's a good thing, especially when going on the road this weekend. Uh, when you look at SEC Games only, I wanted to look at SEC Games only because this is the halfway point of the season. This is the fifth conference series. Nothing really changes; or jumps out at me. Um, LSU's batting average drops a little bit; they're down to sixth. Arkansas is ninth. Um, other hitting categories, LSU jumps back up into the top three, two or three in the conference, and Arkansas is pretty much middle of the pack in terms of SEC games only. So, a couple of quick LSU hitter stats before I, we dive strictly into Arkansas. So, Jacob Berry he is on a fourteen-game hitting streak. I did not know that. In terms of on-base streaks, Cruz and Barry are at 15 games currently, Morgan at 13, and Doty at 10. We all know that's the best four hitters for LSU, so they continue to produce, and those stats probably don't surprise a whole lot of y'all. Barry and Doty are second and the third in conference in hits at 47 and 46, respectively, and that is all games. Cruz is sixth in hits, and Morgan is ninth. Doty leads the conference in doubles. Now, these stats are through uh, before Tuesday's game, so I didn't go back... Um, when I'm recording this and go back and get all the Tuesday stats and then compile it. So I just went with what, what, man, I'm struggling, went with what they had out there and I just uh, stopped it at Tuesday. So Doty leads the conference in doubles at 15 and Cruz surprisingly leads the conference in triples at four. Although McManus is fresh on his heels. <laughs> I think think he McManus has too for the old catcher. All right, Chris. So what do I need to know for this weekend? What does all these stats matter? Okay. First, let's get into the Arkansas pitchers. Their staff is a lot different than what we're used to seeing in terms of what LSU has been putting out, to where they really rely on their three starters, and they really only rely on four guys in the bullpen. Now, you may see one or two extra guys, depending on if the starter exits the game early, but Arkansas starters really go deep into the game. They really average, all three of those guys average about six to seven innings, six innings a start, you know, which can go deeper. Thus, they only have to use four guys, and those four guys coming out the pen are very good. So let's start with their ace. He's gonna be going, he's their Friday night guy, but the series starts Thursday, so their Thursday night guy, and this guy's gonna to be tough. His name is Connor Noland, right-handed pitcher, a senior. Uh, he's about 92 to 94. He has a very good, very hard slider, which will be in the low 80s, and he will throw that a lot for strikes. Um, he is five and one on the year, He has a 2.61 ERA, 48 and a third, excuse me, yep, 48 and a third innings pitched. He only has 10 walks and 60 punch outs. So 60 Ks to 48 and a third innings pitched. So very impressive. He goes deep into games. He's their workhorse. He will go over 100 pitches. So if LSU can find a way to rattle him on Thursday night and get in that pin early, I think that's a huge vote of confidence for the Tigers, and I think that bodes well for their prospects throughout the weekend. I mean, that would be enormous if for some reason they can run him deep into counts, make him work hard, and figure out a way to get him out of the game. By the fifth would be great. That would be just phenomenal. So Connor Nolan, he is their ace righty going on Thursday night. Their Friday guy is a freshman. His name is Hagen Smith. So he was a consensus top 100 player last year out of the state of Texas. Top 100 in the country top player in the state of texas he was a consensus top five to eight left-handed pitcher by all the recruiting services coming out last year and he's had some success but last weekend he got hit very hard by florida florida took him to task last weekend at florida he went four and a third seven hits six earned only one k and i watched some of the highlights of that game He's about 90 to 93 from the left, but he left a lot of fastballs down the middle of the plate and up in the zone, and Florida just absolutely hammered him and made him pay for that game, made him pay for those pitching mistakes. So hopefully LSU can solve him early. They can, you know, maybe rattle him. He is at home this weekend, but he's still a freshman, so hopefully they can rattle him and get him out of the game. Maybe he has some of the same inconsistencies he had last weekend in Florida. And hopefully LSU can solve him quicker than they did the Friday night starter for Auburn, who was also left-handed, who had very similar, very good quality stuff, who was also another freshman. And just remember that stat I said earlier. LSU is last in the conference when it comes to hitting left-handed pitching. They only hit 224 against lefties. So you got to think. Barry is going to turn around now since he switch hits to the right side where he's not as good, obviously. Um, Joe Bear, a lefty. Morgan, a lefty. Um, I'd imagine Pearson is going to be back in the lineup hitting in the five hole. He's a lefty. If Stevenson starts in left, he's a lefty. So a lot of a lot of key hitters for LSU are left-handed, and you're turning Barry around. So the ability to jump on the Friday night guy, so the Saturday guy, Hagen Smith, is going to be key. And I will highlight this later on in the pod, so stay tuned for that. And then moving on to the... Saturday pitcher this weekend, so it's a Sunday guy. That is Jackson Wiggins. He's a right-handed pitcher. He comes in with a 4.81 ERA overall, but he does have a 5.24 ERA in conference. So he seems to be struggling a little bit in conference as well. Now the key to these guys besides their starters is four relievers. So not as many as LSU has been running out there, and I think you're going to have, they really have two situational guys. One of them's a lefty named Evan Taylor. He does have He's been getting hit pretty hard in conference. So Evan Taylor's a lefty out of the pen, a 3.04 batting average against, and the other guy out of the pen from a situational perspective is right-handed pitcher Cole Ramage, or Ramage. He does lead the team with 15 appearances, and he does have 3 saves on the year. So, one thing you'll notice is where with these guys in the pen, they typically do not go more than an inning or two. Now, their closers may go two innings depending on how long the starters go, but You're not going to see them do what a a Bryce Collins does or a Taylor does for LSU. Well, they'll go four and five innings. Um, These guys are one or two inning guys, and they're going to get in and get out, and then they're going to turn, really turn the ball over to kind of a setup closer. Now, both these guys can close, but it seems like the freshman Brady Tigart has established himself as the closer. He has four saves on the year. he has 17 and two thirds inning pitch with 26 punch outs. So 26 strikeouts. And he is a freshman as well. So he was a top 100 player in the country and he was the number one pitcher out of Mississippi last year. So Arkansas has some young, talented arms on that team. But if it's not Brady Tiger closing out the games, um, it may be this guy right here. He had uh, right-handed pitcher, Zebulon Vermillion. And he can either close or set up. He also has two saves on the year. Um... And he has 12 appearances as well. So from a situational perspective, you're looking at Taylor the lefty or, or Ramage the righty. And then f- to close the game out for those guys for the Hogs, you're going to have either Vermillion or the freshman Tyguard. And those are the guys you're going to see really Friday, Saturday, Sunday, unless LSU finds a way to get the starters out early. Then they'll go to some of their lesser guys who really don't stay in the game very long. But if it gets to 6th or 7th and it's a tight game, you're going to see two of these guys for sure. And they've been pretty steady, and they by far and away had the most appearances out of anybody in that bullpen. So these are the guys they lean on. They lean on them a lot, and they've done a really good job this year. So LSU's going to have to figure out a way to solve those guys. In terms of Arkansas's defense, I mentioned it earlier, they lead the conference in fielding percentage. They're fielding at a 985 clip, and they turn their second most double plays, which you mentioned. And LSU obviously still has some defensive issues, although... We did see LSU hopefully turn a corner last weekend. Errorless game on Friday, errorless game on Sunday, three errors on Saturday in the middle game, but it didn't come back to bite them. So hopefully LSU can is turning the page on defense and uh, can have another couple of clean games this weekend and not put themselves in any trouble because it's evident that Arkansas is not going to kill themselves. They're not going to kick it around or throw it away. You know, those guys are very solid defensively. So... There you have it. A real quick breakdown of the Arkansas pitchers. Now, in terms of the Arkansas hitters, they're they are great. They're, I mean, they're good. They're all good. I don't think there's anybody that's amazing. That's kind of like a Sonny Deshaura from Auburn who's hitting 430 right now. All of Auburn's hitters are going to be, I mean, excuse me, Arkansas's hitters are going to hit right around 300. And they're all very good. You know, Arkansas plays all three facets of the game very well. They play defense well, they pitch it well, and they hit it well. So when you look at their hitters, I don't know if anything jumps off the page, but I think they're just solid one through nine. And that's the reason why they're number four team in the country. So they have four guys in the starting nine hitting over 300. Their leading hitter is Michael Turner, who's their catcher. He is a grad transfer from Kent State. He leads them with a 333 batting average. Two of their key guys to watch out for are... Caden Wallace, who will probably lead off for them. He plays third base. He's hitting 315. And he is their stolen base threat. He is 10 of 11 on the year. And the only other guy that really runs in that lineup is probably going to be their two-hole. And that is Braden Webb. So you have Wallace at the top. Webb hitting two-hole. Webb is hitting 274, which isn't great. But he does lead the team in home runs with nine. He has five bombs in SEC play. And he has seven for seven on the year in stolen bases. So I think with the with the fact that Milazzo is not back at catcher, so I think everybody would admit that Travinsky and McManus are not as good defensively. They do not have the arm that Malazzo has. They are better offensively. With him still being hurt, I wonder if you see teams start to run on LSU more, especially late in the game where it's a tight game, and if they can get a runner in scoring position, they're just going to take their chances. You saw Mississippi State do that a little bit on Saturday and a couple times on Sunday. And especially with these two guys at the top of the order, with Wallace being 10 for 11 on stolen bases and Webb at 7 for 7, I would not be surprised if they put those guys in motion late in the game uh, just to just to try to increase their lead or take back the lead and and see what can happen. You know, maybe one of the catchers throws one in the center and those guys advance to third. You never know what happens when you put pressure on people, but that's something I definitely keep an eye out for. Another leading hitter for them, this guy's been there for a couple years. He's their shortstop, Jalen Battles. He's one of the leaders on the team. He's been a mainstay. He's leading them in hitting right now in conference play. Uh, They also have a freshman on the team from Houghton, which is around Shreveport, so we let him get away. Um, Peyton Stovall, who starts at first for them, he's hitting 264, but he's really struggling in conference. So he's hit only hitting 167 on the year. So they don't hit a ton of home runs. They hit enough, uh, but they all just have good averages. And every one of them has the home run, so they can all run the ball out the yard. But I would still take our lineup over theirs, uh, just with regards to who we have at the top of the order and who can get hot kind of in the middle of the bottom of the order. So that is a breakdown of their hitters. So make sure we watch out for Turner, the catcher, the two guys that can run, and Wallace and Webb with Webb being the power guy in the lineup with nine home runs. And then Battles, the shortstop looks like he bats anywhere from maybe four to seven. It just depends on the lineup or how Coach Van Horn is feeling. So it'll be interesting to see their approach to LSU's pitchers this weekend and just what kind of damage they do, you know, if they're more singles or gap-to-gap hitters or um, just how they approach things. You know, I just haven't had a chance to watch a ton of them besides catching some highlights this year. So that'll do it for the stats portion of the show when looking at the hitters and the pitchers. So let's get into right now. So what do I feel are the three keys to winning for LSU? One, and this may be easier said than done, I think we have to try to get their starters out of the game as soon as possible. Just because they rely on their starters to go deep, and I don't think their bullpen is very deep, if we can figure out a way to get their starters out in the 5th, earlier would be great, that may be asking too much, but out in the 5th, if we could find a way to tax Nolan on Thursday night to where you run his pitch count up and maybe he's at 100 pitches through 5, that would be amazing. I think the key is trying to get Smith out of the lefty out of the game early on Friday night. Take advantage of him being a freshman. He had a rough outing last weekend. See if we can uh, put some runners on, score some runs early, and, and get him out and get into that pin. So I think that's the first key. Just make that pin work early and often this weekend, which leads into the fact that I think the second thing is not, well, I think number two in terms of my three keys to winning is, you know, can LSU can their bullpen maintain the good run of form the last two weekends they've been hot with florida and then um they do great at florida do good at mississippi state they threw good in auburn as well excuse me auburn at, at home i just see that pen starting to build confidence i think their roles are becoming more and more established i think they're feeding off each other the all saying that iron sharpens iron you see them having some emotion out on the field that only gets the guys following uh, the relief the next reliever getting more amped and, and more pumped up. They're excited when they come off the field. They got this thing where they hold up threes. I would imagine that's I get three outs, you get three outs. I have no idea what that means. And I think that Coach Jay Johnson and the pitching coach Jason Kelly have figured out where the pieces fit in the puzzle at the end of the game. I mean it's clear to me that Gervais and Razelman are your closer setup. It just depends on the situation. I don't know how they decide. I don't know if they feel that, one, if they're looking for a strikeout, maybe they go Razelman. Um, Gervais closed out two games at State. I think they can both close and set up, and I think they both have the right mentality for that as well. And then situationally, I think you're seeing Cooper get more consistent, and he's putting back-to-back good outings together. I think you're seeing the old guard with Fontenot and Wittmeyer. Coming into their own, Wittmeier's been really consistent this year, going one-inning stints, a lot of confidence, a lot of success with that cutter slider that he throws very often, and he's kind of just a bulldog out there in that mound, and hopefully Fontenot's coming into his own, so, and then they got the long guys with Taylor and Collins, and Taylor's been piggybacking off Dutton, so we'll see if that continues this weekend as well, but The second key is, can the LSU bullpen maintain its run of form? Because I have a feeling they're going to have some close game this weekend. They're going to need to slam the door, just like they did last weekend. And the third key to winning the series this weekend, for me, is the defense. The defense has to continue to turn the corner and play error-free baseball. And with the amount of shifting that LSU has done, and I would assume is going to continue this weekend, and remember, some of those shifts are extreme. We have three infielders on the left side of the infield, three infielders on the right side of the infield. You know, you have the second baseman in shallow right field. The ability to communicate and not kick those balls around when you're in those shifts is huge. Um, obviously, I assume you know they take ground balls while they're in those positions and they work on that on a daily basis. But for the the ability to play error-free baseball this weekend in another tough environment against another top-five team, I think it's going to be massive. So, my three keys are get the starters out the game early the bullpen continue to roll and the defense continue to show up and hopefully put up some more zeros in that E column. All right. Favorite part of the show. Here we go. Get right, stay right. So if this is the first time you're finding the show, I do a get right, stay right list every game, or excuse me, before every series. And then on the back side after the series review, I see how I did on the get right, stay right. So it means just what it says. I, I pick One or two players or something I feel like LSU needs to get right this weekend to have success. And then at the flip side, people who are hot or who are rolling, they need to stay right. So that's just something we do here on the 60 Feet 6 Inch Podcast. So get right. It kind of goes back to my three keys. So my get right is going to be Thompson and Doty. Specifically defensively. With those guys being in the middle of the infield, with Doty back at second and Thompson back at short. And I heard Coach Johnson say this week... um, on an interview or maybe it was from his uh, radio show that he put those guys back there because he feels for long-term success, those guys need to be at those positions and that's how they're going to advance as, as far as possible, hopefully to Omaha this year. And those were his words. So they need to be right back where they started. Um, I think with the shifts that we just touched on, they're more important because they could be playing on the same side of the infield. They could be put in awkward positions to where they're not used to playing fielding and ground balls on the outfield grass. Having to make longer throws than normal, and I just think that's huge, especially with the amount that LSU shifts, as we've seen up into this point. So, and then hitting, I want to circle those two guys as well. Not so much Doty. Once I dug into the stats, I thought Doty was had a rough weekend last weekend, but he really didn't. You know, he's he's he's, he's steady Eddie. He's he's been consistent every weekend, and he's I'm sure he's going to remain that way. But with Thompson, Thompson had a rough weekend last weekend. You know, Thompson. Went um, one for 11, I believe, with four or five Ks. And his one hit was that game-winning home run on the Saturday game, which is a huge hit. But I would love to see him turn around at the plate this weekend. So my first get right is Thompson and Doty, mainly defensively, but Thompson on the hitting side as well. And last get right is Devin Fontenot. Man, I would love to see him turn the corner. I think he had some success last weekend at Mississippi State. I think his... It's tough when his role is up in the air. I've been there. It's tough for a reliever to try to figure out how you fit. And then if you don't throw good, you let that get into your mind as well. So it can just kind of be a mental struggle. I think he's going to be in that situational role for now. And he has the ability to go two or three innings to, to stretch out if needed, like if they go in an extra inning game or to bridge a starter to one of the closers. And last weekend you saw signs of his breaking ball coming back, and that's been a little inconsistent this year. So I would love to see him continue to gain confidence and just stack a couple more good outings and a couple more zeros from this weekend. So Devin Fontenot, let's get right, baby. Now stay right. Who needs to stay right for LSU to have success? First, bottom of the order. Whoever it may be. I think last weekend you saw Travinsky's been catching and he struggled a little bit last weekend. And then you saw McManus come in on Sunday and he went nuts and they're hitting in an 8-9 hole. So whoever... I have a feeling Coach Johnson's going to go with McManus, just playing the hot hand, but you could see Travinsky as well. And then you saw uh, the freshman Stevenson come into the lineup on Sunday, and he did great. So whoever's hitting in the bottom of the order, and if they push Joe Bear down to the seven holes, let's call it seven, eight, nine. that's huge for the LSU batting order because you lengthen the order. You make it tougher on the pitchers. There's no easy outs. You know, you've seen the bottom of the order – have productive at-bats, really battle with two strikes. They have the ability to lead off innings and get the innings going. They've extended innings with two outs, as you saw Travinsky do in the Friday night game against Mississippi State. And So when you extend the inning, you just roll the lineup over, and now you're looking at Morgan Cruz, Barry Doty, and nobody wants to face those guys. So it was big for them last weekend, and I have a feeling it needs to be big at Arkansas for LSU to have success. So the first stay right is the bottom of the order the second stay right is the bullpen i touched on it earlier and the keys to winning but they got to stay hot you know with the confidence they have now with established roles coming off i mean think about all the high leverage situations they pitched in last weekend continually getting out of jams punching people out with bases loaded you know second and third getting strikeouts getting ground balls to where we could get the out at home you know can you, they continue to work out of trouble And then if LSU takes the lead or scores, can they continue to go out and have shutdown innings, focus on getting the first out in the ninth when LSU has the lead, you know, try to make things easier on themselves. They've showed a ton of growth, and they've continued to feed off each other, it looks like. Uh, They have a really good competitive spirit, and I feel comfortable that uh, Coach Johnson and Kelly have worked out where they like to use guys, and I'm sure they've communicated that to them. So the bullpen, let's stay right this weekend. And then lastly, the stay right is just the team in general. Can LSU stay right on the road? You know, I think we'll know more after this weekend, but I think they may be a better road team than a home team, which is weird to say, but new coaching staff, younger guys playing a prominent role in the pitching staff. You have some transfers on the team. And then maybe it's just a situation to where they get away from the pressures of Alec Box Stadium. They get away from the pressures of friends and family at home asking what's going on what's wrong why did this happen why did that happen and now they well they don't ride buses anymore they ride charter planes they're big time but you know they're in the hotel they wake up they go lift run they eat as a team they go to the ballpark as a team and they come home playing cards and they hang out as a team and that's all they're worried about is playing baseball and hanging out with each other and it's fun when you're on the road especially in the sec so it may be a situation where they're just more relaxed on the road doesn't matter that it's a hostile crowd or it's a top five team that that doesn't matter they're just with each other and they kind of have that foxhole mentality so can they take two out of three on the road this weekend which would be enormous and get ready for the series at home next weekend against mizzou which will be the 25th anniversary of the 97 national championship team i had to put that in there a little plug but I mean, it would be amazing if they take two out of three on the road. It sets them up for a home series against Mizzou, and Mizzou is absolutely struggling. I mean, you could see a potential sweep in that series, and they don't want to disac- disappoint the 97 team while we're out there, right? So uh, there'll be more in that to come, but I had to put that in there. But let's, let's stay right this weekend, LSU on the road. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. What are my serious predictions? I'm predicting a 2-1 SEC series win for LSU in Fayetteville. I think if they wouldn't have swept last weekend, uh, I was really inclined to go, let's just get one and be happy, and let's try not to get swept. Because I, I didn't know how they would play last weekend. I predicted them to take two, and they and they won some really tough games. They showed a lot of moxie and coming back, and then on Sunday, they just blew Mississippi State's doors off. So I think they have a lot of confidence going on the road. And... I always try to look at these things with my head and not my heart, and I really feel confident. Like I said, Thursday night's going to be very tough just in facing Arkansas's pitcher. And you hope Hilliard can hold the fort and continue his running success and consistency. He's been so consistent. He's obviously going to give a chance to win. But I see LSU having a lot of success Friday, Saturday. That's where I think they can make hay. So that's what I'm looking for, 2-1 series win. Look, Arkansas is good in all three phases. They can pitch it, swing it. They can definitely pick it, and Van Horn's a very good coach. But I can't tell if they're an amazing team. I think they're very good in all three phases, but I don't know if they do one thing that's just unbelievable like a Tennessee where they have amazing pitching with ERAs and the ones, and they hit a ton of bombs. Arkansas is just not built that way. I just think they're very good in all three phases. I think it comes down to the same things that made LSU successful last weekend. You need to play good defense with those two errorless games. Put up crooked numbers in those innings, not just settle for one. And then starting, pan- starting pitching has to continue to give LSU a chance to win so then you can turn it over to the bullpen, which is flying high right now. It's going to be bad if LSU has a starter go out in the third inning, and then you really have to tax that bullpen. If the starters can continue to make it to the fifth, sixth, and gosh, if they can make it to the seventh, that would be amazing. That would be huge for that starting pitching staff. But as long as they give it to, get it to the fifth with a chance to win, I think that's all you can ask right now. I feel good about the this weekend, it's the Saturday game or the Sunday game with Dutton and Taylor, that freshman duo. I think they've been doing great in combination with each other. I really like Dutton and Taylor versus um, Jackson Wiggins for Arkansas. I think we have an advantage there. And that's also assuming Taylor doesn't come in relief on uh, Thursday night. And maybe he's first out the pin, depending on what Hilliard's situation is. So hopefully that trend continues with Dutton and Taylor throwing the last game of the series. Look, I just have a good feeling about this team. They're a road team, the way they've been closing out games, the way they can come from behind. And um, look, I'll put our hitters up against anybody in the country. I mean, this team can flat out rake. We all know that. And I'll, there may be some struggles this weekend, but I look on the whole, it's going to be really tough to shut this team down for for two or three games straight. I just, I think it's just going to be really tough. So, all right, go Tigers. So that'll do it for the preview episode of LSU at Arkansas. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the sixty feet six inches LSU pod. Once again, please please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and comment on the videos. Make sure to check out the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other audio platforms, and as well follow me at on Twitter. Excuse me at. 60 F T 6IN LSU Pod. That's 60 FT6IN LSU pod. Make sure you follow the account, set the notifications bell, like, comment, retweet. I'm gonna try to put some polls up this weekend. I would love for y'all to participate, but I'll be tweeting throughout the games. I'll be able to see them this weekend. And uh, let's go, Tigers. Let's take two out of three from the hogs and continue that hot run of form that we've seen on the weekend. And uh, good things, you know, I really think this team can get things going, think they're coming into their own. Look, this is the halfway point As remember, I stated earlier in the pod, this is separation weekend. If LSU able to take two out of three and some of those teams uh, in the SEC West or have some tough games ahead of them, they can really separate themselves and put themselves in a, a good place with uh, teams that are having a rough year coming up, you know, with Missouri, Ole Miss is struggling, vanderbilt's not great you have georgia at home so let's go tigers baby 2-1 this is chris demui signing off the 60 feet 6 inch lsu podcast thank y'all y'all stay safe see you on the series review episode